0: Hey, this is Big pop Pump, Scott Steiner.
1: Yes, yes, it is me, Gerald, the Hey, this is Joe Gatto. Well, hello there. It's me, Harold, the Puppet. This is Eric Alvin. This is Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Argano, and you are listening
0: to Shootin' Poop.
2: The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting
0: Network. Found exclusively at com.
1: In the world of the Shooting Shit Podcast, the shooters are represented by four separate yet equally important hosts. The five-star trivia machine, DDJ. The hot one, Giovanni Too The silver wolf, Sean Thomas. And then there's the premier, Joey K. This is his story.
0: This is his story, man. Um... Wow, episode 64, I guess, no Joey K today, but it's his story, DDJ, where, how do we start with this, man?
1: Well, as many of you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had an issue with uh, Joey K's final thoughts being heavily edited and censored to the point where we played some really cool elevator music and uh, the Law & Order tone and everything and then Joey K was rather not himself last week and uh there's more to this developing story in fact uh Giovanni T- Tuhati and I are going to read a uh statement here so uh, that's going to kind of explain some of the goings on and then we're, we 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 got to carry on with the show because you know the shoot we need the shooters need us man so uh this is from the uh desk of one the premier Joey K Hello, fellow shooters. On episode 62 of Shooting Shit, I made some comments that were edited and removed from the episode.
0: The Shooting Shit legal team, along with the Johnners Network um, Standards and Practices Office, decided to censor me and remove the original audio. I am shocked and frustrated by this course of action. However, being the consummate professional that I am, I appeared on episode 63 to fully... To fulfill my contractual obligation to the show, as well as you, our fans. In a shadow of protest, in a show of protest for clearly violating my rights, my commentary for that episode was limited. This did not sit well with the powers that be, and they felt my personal my personal censorship was defined in nature and a willful assault to the integrity of the show. As seen at the conclusion of episode 63, I was served with
1: a legal notice to cease and desist from inflammatory comments. Soon after, a meeting was held at the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia, considering of the, uh, consisting of the Shooting Shit legal team, Johnner's Network Standards and Practice Division, and myself with my personal legal counsel. The nature of the meeting could be described as hostile at best. The terms lawsuit, injunction, violation, and breach of contract were thrown around fairly easy. As of this time, neither side has much, and as a result, the premier Joey K will not be appearing for episode 64.
0: I would like to express my disappointment to all of the fans who are anticipating my appearance. I share in your anger and disappointment and place the blame solely on legal advisors and censorship protocols. The premier legal team is working diligently to restore order to a chaotic and volatile situation. I would also like to thank the fans for the outpour of love and support for myself, a true defender and champion of the First Amendment.
1: Rest assured, this fight is not over and I will have my time. Ladies and gentlemen, that was from the desk of one, the premier Joey K. Jovon, are you ready to get the show going? Yeah, man, let's let's go. We oof, what a way to start. Maybe while the while our title's playing, I'll make a call and we'll get someone to fill in.
0: Hopefully we can find somebody on short notice. I know, man. I, I'm work. I'm work. I'll be working the phones here. You, you know what? You know what? Hold on. This doesn't sit right. I'm going to try to give us a episode sixty four entrance, man. I just we need to get back on track. Let's do it for the Joester. For the Joester, ladies and gentlemen, this entrance is being brought to you in all caps the number one podcast on the genres professional podcasting network and the number one podcast in your heart shooting shit proudly presents dennis day jr ddj the five-star prediction machine Giovanni too no, oh guapo too and we tonight are the two-man possible three-man crew if we could find somebody Here for you on episode 64 And we are going to Rule ass Censorship Sucks
2: (sighs)
1: show to start out the show this week
0: yeah it's (laughs) we were less one joey k in protest i mean when's the last time one of us didn't show up under protest normally we have real shit going on not a protest
1: i know man but you know what i said that i would work the phones while the music was playing and damn it my boy our boy came through for us so uh we got Wayne and Garth. That are gonna bring in our uh, our third man here. So uh, let's uh, get Wayne and Garth on.
2: Oh, look who it is! Hey, Sean's back! Total spoiler. Well, I, you know, I actually got to tell you, I can't stick around, man, because I got to jo- join Joey K in his protest. So. Oh, I'll see you guys man. later. I'm just. I guess you power. know what? Just kidding, bro. I, I have no oh, idea man. what's going on. So, legal's involved.
0: <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Well, but, you know what? With one of
1: us Ooh. and the way we operate this show, by the way, I love the bloodline shirt.
2: Thank you, brother. Um,
1: yep. Uh, you know, I'm, this is kind of this is my my protest shirt right here. Moxley giving me that
2: thing. The angle of the of that shot just it doesn't look good. Yeah, it, it just you got, yeah like you, it you got to get the rest of the shirt, man. about just, to just like look. Mox is tearing Renee up or something. Oh yeah, right, okay. you yeah. just see
0: you see a foot? <laughs> you just see a leg, and it's a small <laughs> leg, so you can't even tell that a dude. Shout out to Darby <laughs> Allen, but Ooh. yeah, man. But um, my, my shirt rules ass, warhorse, warhorse. Yeah, nice.
1: So, so I think this week, you know what? We're all just gonna talk about what we saw in the week of wrestling, just you know, open it up and just things that interested us. And uh, Jovan, I actually got one I want to start out with, and this is actually coming from, and I mean, again, this is uncharted territory because we don't talk about this company much, but I got something from Impact I want to talk about.
2: God okay. damn
0: time, let's go,
2: let's do it.
1: Well, we had uh, last week we talked about Impact and the way that ended. I don't know if uh, Sean, if you happened to catch the ending of last week's Impact with uh, Diener
2: killing Eric Young. what do you think yes, of that? I did. Actually, I loved it. I kind of got a, there was a, a, not really a spoiler, but there was a heads up the day before on uh, Busted Open. Yeah, I heard uh, about Tommy that. Dreamer was talking about how somebody that was uh, an impact performer would be leaving to go. And that the way that they decided to end that character was probably one of the most uh, unique ways he's ever seen anybody leave the company. Mm-hmm. So uh, I tuned in just because of that. And yeah, man, I love that. I think it's, that means that you know, EY is going to end up in uh, NXT or on uh, WWE television,
1: right? So hopefully this yeah, time. Man, I love too. that, yeah. But um, what I want to talk about from this week's impact, um, I, I, I know I've talked about uh, before we came on and stuff, Javon and I were talking a little bit and I, and he's seen this. Uh, John, did you have any catch to see uh, the oh, basically, I guess you could almost call it a match of the year candidate with uh, uh, Josh Alexander and speedball Mike Bailey basically going almost an hour?
2: Yes, I did. I did. And I, I love what Alexander's doing, man. We talked about him, I think, you know, my first show. I think going back to the very first time I hung out with you guys, that uh, I got to talk about impact and my love of impact. And I think Josh Alexander might be one of the most underrated and mm-hmm. unknown performers in the business right now because impact is on Access TV. So very few people have access to that. Access to so Access. No, man, it looks harder than what it is. I'm telling you. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the words are getting out because he uh, that match, man, it was that was 60 minutes of solid storytelling right there.
1: And and I and, uh, and one thing I really it was the way it started, like he tried to use that as an, that open challenge to get uh bully Ray to come out to the ring and stuff, because, you know, the, the big angle going on with those two and stuff and bully in true heel fashion, you know, you know, decided to lay low, and he said he was going to wait. You know, his to wait his turn to call a shot and stuff. But man, it led to what I would call, I guess we could definitely call an instant classic. Giovanni, what did you think about it?
0: I think you have a wrestler in Josh Alexander that we've been preaching for a while. He is underrated. He's undervalued. He is one of the champions that nobody ever talks about. But the man has put on instant classics after instant classics since he broke up with Ethan Page. And the sad thing is, is we talked about the breakup of the North. And we felt like Ethan Page was the guy that was going to take off.
2: No, you felt that.
0: Well, some of us felt that Ethan Page was going (laughs) to be the one to take off. When in actuality, Josh Alexander is just... To quote DDJ from a place of, oh, how can I put this? Oh, bad ideas from bad creative. To the moon. Yeah.
2: To the moon.
0: To the moon. That's an oldie, man. That is an oldie. Throwback. and um, Throwback to the darker days. <laughs> but, dude, that's, I mean, what is it going to take for people to pay attention to this guy?
2: Yeah. That's a good question, man. I don't know. Um, my my and, you know, answer I, for
1: my, my on that is, is that the impact's got to get on a bigger network.
2: Well, I I, I think we, we all agree. And I think based on the numbers that they're doing, we're going to see that Yeah, here soon. I mean, if you just not just Josh Alexander and, and the bully Ray storyline with him is, man, that's getting a lot of heat. I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago, like bully went after his wife on TV. No, yeah. I mean, I was going to pile driver right there on the side, you know, on the floor at the side of the ring. So and
0: that's that's what's missing in a lot of common day, modern day, I guess, if you want to call it wrestling. For sure, None of the stories have that personal touch. Give it to a vet like Bully Ray to say, I'm going to fucking pile drive your wife.
2: Well, I, here's my thing with Bully Ray. We've talked about he's come up a few times since I, you know, uh, since I started joining you guys. Um, I, I love Bully Ray as a performer.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I mean,
2: dude, there, you can't. The guy's legit. He, I mean, multi-time tag team champion. I you, I dare say that uh, him and Devon you know, are in the top five all time tag teams. Top five, easily. They're my
1: second, they're my number
2: two. And to see wow. he, he well, I don't know. wow, number two, really. Yeah. Uh, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about that in a minute. Okay? I gotta hear I gotta hear your five if they're number two. Um and then to see what he did as a solo, you know, as a singles wrestler, you know, getting, carrying, you know, I, I don't think any, anybody thought that, you know, Bully Ray would ever be a, a world champion. And, I mean, yeah, I know it's TNA and Impact, and people probably don't look at it the same. But the fact of the matter is there was a lot of big stars in that company when Bully Ray right. was carrying the strap, and I think look. he earned that spot. And, lo-
0: and, look, now- and look at the beginnings, though. He started off as being boop, 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 boop. Yeah. And now he's freaking world champion, Bully Ray. Come on, man.
2: Man, I mean, and you can't take it. with well, The guy's always I – mean, dude, he's a heat magnet. He, he has always been able to generate um, face or heel. He he can play the role, and we, we love to cheer him. We love to – and we love to see him get, you know, booed. Now, like, I, I'm not a big fan of his uh, busted open commentary. I feel like he's – you know, as I said, like, as – you know, somebody that's speaking on a on a podcast, I feel like you know, he takes himself a little too seriously. But, I mean, I think this is definitely a Bully Ray-inspired storyline. I feel like he probably pushed this angle pretty heavily, and Josh Alexander obviously agreed to it. And it's working out because they are getting ratings. And, and I think
1: – and one of the things I, I like about this is I think – and I think this is one of the things where I think, you know, I really appreciate Bully for what he does is because if, you know – yeah, I don't. I think he came back and said that he wouldn't come back because he didn't wrestle for anywhere. Like for that yeah, was it, about three years before he showed up in the NWA uh, earlier yeah. this year. And then yeah,
2: he had taken a break for a while. Like he
1: was wanting to wait till he found the situation was right for him or something, you know. And I mean, for him to come in and and. Hopefully, put over Josh Alexander. That's a big feather in the
0: cap for Josh Alexander. If that's what's going to happen, I I think so. We say hopefully, hopefully, put him over.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't. I think Alexander's definitely going over. I mean, he's the he's the cornerstone of the men's division right now. I mean, if you look at who's there, I don't see anybody taking the strap off of him for a while. That is legit
0: because they killed Moose.
2: Yeah, yeah. Moose is dead. They buried him and and i'm not really Screw you, dj I, i'm not a real i mean i i i'm impressed with what moose has done uh physically yeah. transformed he's and he's you know he's you can tell a story man he's a pretty good in-ring worker you know I, i'm i'm not a fan like there there's just nothing about him that really moves it for me, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing there. Like I watch, I love watching him work in the ring. And I think he's a great worker in the ring and I love the stories that he tells inside the ropes. I'm just not a fan of the promo and, and all that. I still think that needs a little work. He's finding it. He's getting there. Yeah, Promo does need a little there. work, but he's
0: athletically gifted. The man's a freaking beast. Absolutely. Um, I thought he he, feel like he's
2: in that. And I probably, I kind of feel like he's in that triple H kind of, He's still playing wrestler.
0: Yeah. That you know what is. I mean? Like,
2: I don't know that he's like, it's Moose and it's still, it's still gimmicky yet. I don't know that he's not, he's just, it's just not clicked yet, but he's just not found whatever it is. It, it is whatever it is. He just hasn't found it yet, but he's looking and he's getting there.
0: Right you know what I think though on Moose before DDJ keeps with his thoughts. And I love that we started with impact. This is amazing. Personally. I love yeah. this. Game. Um for Moose a change of scenery could be great NXT could be great and the greatest thing about NXT what it would do for him is strip his name absolutely I think the name Moose just based on name it's not believable
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. a
0: guy whose real name birth name is Quinn Okinjawa, you could do something Better than moose. I get why you were the size of a fucking moose.
2: We're kind of forever, baby. With
0: that, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) He could have been Apollo Cruz's actual Nigerian Oh
2: man, for real,
0: dude. I mean, Quinn Moose. Just. uh, I don't know who gave him the name. It's actually a good question. I might want to ask. But yeah, aren't you supposed to be like tight with him? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna ask the question. I'm gonna have to get it out of him one day. You're like this with him, right? We're, we're like, yes, Ebony and Ivory. Yeah,
2: and that's, and that's Jovan yeah. on top. Tell him to quit quit wearing the pink and yellow.
0: Bro. I don't want him for nobody.
2: Only Randy <laughs> Savage. Only Randy Savage can pull that off. He's got to get away. He's got to get away from the pink and yellow. That's I like stuff.
0: those gears, man. Anyway, yeah. but I think that's like what would do him the best. Of course, more Mike work, change the name, give him a new, fresh audience that hasn't seen yeah. this big monster of a man, and he would do better.
2: Um, well, I mean, the hard part is done, man. I mean, physically, he looks like a million bucks and yeah, he can go. I mean, he's he a big, big athletic guy. I mean, he's kind of in that. I'd like to see him a little more in like the Razor Ramon Scott Hall kind of. Yep. Give me know. cool,
0: give me cool bad guy.
2: Yeah. Give me cool bad guy. Not over the top, you know villain yeah not I, I over just, the top yeah.
0: cheesy bad guy just because i'm the bad guy i want everybody to hate me
2: yeah 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 just give me over give the me top
0: like our, wait, what Stop do you are wrestle like an over the top
2: maybe no, like a little a like little a, me a me little top. maybe a little nino brown from new jack yeah. city yeah like man you know give me some cool bad guy. I mean, i'm aging myself <laughs> <laughs> you aging
1: yourself as opposed to that 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 beard
2: yeah
0: Oh, hey man, chicks dig the, the beard. Chicks dig the beard, man. Don't donate. Chicks the beard. It.
2: My wife's gonna come up in a little bit and sit in my lap and tell me what she wants for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> me know, well, she should. You got I'm the Santa done. hat rolling. I'm
1: done. I'm tapping out. <laughs> Sean coming with the haymaker. I love it.
0: <laughs> talking about haymaker, Wait, we're not gonna like, breeze.
1: He's, Sean speaks fast. Is slowly becoming one of us,
0: Jovan. He no, is. Too, man. DDJ. We're not going to breeze through something you said that was a bit of a hot take. The Dudley boys are top two in your wrestling tag teams.
2: Really? I need, yeah, that, I need to
0: hear the five, man.
2: That surprises me because I'm I'm just going to – can I take a guess? Do you mind if I take a guess who your one is? Go for it. It's the Road Warriors, right? Your, yep. your one is the Road Warriors, and I know that because, like – you drove them around Chicago for like three days or some <laughs> shit. I New mean, like I mean, you you like you knew those guys like personally, and I know that they were like a big part of your like child. Not well, maybe yeah, it'd be your childhood because it was my teenage year, so it would definitely be your child. <laughs> No, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just no, saying I know, you're no, two I know. years younger than me. I'm but just
1: because you were just talking about aging yourself, aging a yourself, minutes, and you, you know?
2: just well, did I mean, that. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the Road Warriors, dude, I'll, I don't care. You know, I mean, like I'll speak on that. Those guys were
1: and and, and hands I'm down
2: about, the scariest, craziest, best. I mean, they were. An attraction. I love those guys. Yeah, definitely. yeah. And,
1: but okay, so when I say the double, they're they're like my second favorite tag team of all time. Obviously, when it comes to you know. Rank objectively ranking, you know the greatest tag teams of all time. You know most people probably wouldn't have them up there, and I get that. And so, but it just I think about like wouldn't
2: obviously. Okay, I'm confused. Wouldn't have who up there? Clarify.
1: The 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 Dudleys maybe as their number two.
2: Oh. Okay. I mean, give me
1: the top five, baby. I'm waiting.
2: Yeah. We okay. Top five, baby. Let's go.
1: So I obviously we know my my top my top five favorites. Number one is the Road Warriors. 2 are the Dudleys, 3 is the Rock and Roll Express, 4 is uh Demolition Ax and Smash
0: and 5 is the Steiner Brothers. Wow. So you just really like the Legion of Doom because I mean Demolition was LOD but in worse yeah. gear. But yeah. dude, Demolition was a badass tag team.
2: I'm just messing with you, buddy. I know. Yeah, I mean no they were. I mean I, I mean well I mean they were a badass tag team in WWE. Yeah. Yes. And, and and I say that because they didn't wrestle anywhere else but there, whereas I think everybody else on that list wrestled Multiple stops. Yeah. Well
1: smash wrestled in WCW and uh, many gimmicks. No, 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 no. Like I'm it. talking
2: about I'm talking tag about tag team. I'm talking this about as me. that tag okay. team as right. demolition. No, no, no. I, I was just clarifying yeah. demolition as a tag team didn't wrestle anywhere but
0: no, you're right there. The yes. WWF.
2: Yeah. 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 And I like
0: your top five, man. It's not bad.
2: It's not bad at all. Well, thank I'm, you. I, I I I can't really argue it. I mean, I could. I, I could argue. I would debate yeah. it definitely. But I mean, I get why that's your five, though, for sure. Okay. I I do. I mean, you know. What? But hey. I, I I would move. I would move. I mean, what's your?
0: All right, yeah. Sean. Top five. Hit it. My top, yeah, was- oh
2: man, that's. See, mine's a little bit different because, like, I mean. Hey, I, that's would be, I would go Road Warriors 1 just because I feel like they were the first ones who did it. Everywhere they went, they held a title. Yes. They main evented shows. They weren't like – they were Ric Flair of the tag team division. Yeah. Like if you – I mean, you can't take that. I mean, those guys were – I think they got the first guaranteed contract of six figures uh, in Mid-South when they started down there. I mean, they were they were a big deal, and then you add Paul and, Ellering into that mix, which in my mind was one of the greatest managers.
1: And uh, ever, things,
2: even though he only really ever managed them. Go ahead, but
1: One of the things, the other two that's so significant about them is they were, but they the they were like really the first heels that like got cheered.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, do they just they were so over it didn't matter at one exactly, point. yeah. They literally changed nothing about their appearance, their ring work, or anything. They just wrestled the Russians and they became
0: the faces. Face.
2: No, it's true. I mean, that's what it was. Was they wrestled the Russians and they became faces? Um, so I would, I would well, go that's why Road Warriors. You would Warriors.
1: always get over as a baby face in the eighties. Is just wrestle a Russian.
2: Yep. I would go my. I would say Road Warriors one would be my one. Um, man, that's this is tough. I Rick and Scott would probably be my two. Okay. Um, Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and mm. uh, and which uh, version
1: of uh, Dennis the Connery original? No, Lane. no,
2: yeah, Dan, the Con, uh, Condry and, and e, yeah, the original. Okay, the original Midnight Express, dude. I, I love like Eaton and
1: Lane better, to be honest.
2: Well, I like Lane too, but I felt like I mean, dude, if you got, you, there's nothing better than the original, man. So you got to okay. go with that. Um. Brett and Jim Neidhart. I think the Hart Foundation was a pretty damn awesome tag team. And the Brainbusters, totally an iron, man.
1: Ooh, okay. That's like a good that. five. I like yeah. that. Giovanni, Giovanni, let's put you on the spot. Your top five.
0: My top five. Number one, clearly the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. There's no other. What a rush. What a rush. Um, Number two. Uh, see, this is where it gets a little mucky in the woods for right? me. gets a little mucky because there's always a certified one.
2: Yeah, for dude. warriors
0: They're they are the tops. But see, that's what's great about these
1: uh, types of things is that we can have, you know, as you know, gentlemanly as we can be, we can have a civilized conversation about this. All our lists are going to be different, but we can speak to them and you know what? I, I respect your guys' opinions and knowledge enough that you know what? If that's you, how you feel, that's how you feel.
2: One, well, two, dude, there's plenty of tag teams that I thought were pretty great tag teams that got broken up along the way because, yes, uh, like uh, uh, Austin and Brian, the Hollywood Blondes, dude, was a great tag team. They would easily be in my top
1: 10 blondes. had they been together longer.
2: I, yeah. I, yeah, easily. I mean, I loved watching those guys. Work.
0: Oh my god, those guys were awesome.
2: Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry, man.
0: Oh no, that's good. I like the Blondes, I was a big fan of the Blondes. Um. So one Road Warriors. Two. I'm going to go. I, I would love to put the Midnight Express up here, but I I have such a disdain for the tennis racket. Um. So I'll give, put them at three.
2: You gotta give Cornette his respect.
0: <laughs> I'll put them. I'll put them at three. Two. I'll reserve for fuck it out i do not like brett as a person i cannot let that affect me i'm going with the heart foundation at two you really don't like brett i really do not like brett
2: with i I know you joked about it in the past but you like you really don't though that's legit you like him as a performer you don't like him as a person or you just don't like him at all
0: i just saying heart foundation at two i died inside (laughs) <laughs> but I can't I can't discredit the work that Jim the Neidhart has done and the daughters that he's given this world. So that's giving oh him an extra push.
2: Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I think you're missing the point of the, so, of the conversation here.
0: But I mean like, they're still a valid too. Um wait, we're still talking about the heart foundation and not, you know, the that's right, the heart foundation. Um <laughs> Three was the Midnight Express. Four, I am going to go with Arn and Tully, man. I, I love me some Arn and Tully. in um, five, hot take. Hot take right now, five. in five and six actually is 5A and 5B for me. But five, and it depends on how the week is gone, can fluctuate between some new guys. At five, I'm putting either the Usos or FTR, depending on how oh, the week has no.
2: gone.
0: Wow.
2: I I honestly think that in the long run, like not yet, obviously, because they're still – I mean, those guys still got years. Oh, yeah, they do. You know, barring injury, both those teams have years. Mm-hmm. Those two teams will – I mean, you they'll definitely be in the mix, definitely. Did you guys not see – did I not book that FTR acclaim match Wednesday night on Dynamite? Did you not?
1: You did. did not- yeah. Did I not that, that was record. a
2: hell of a match. Just for the record, I called that shit.
0: Yes, let me get you guys' opinion on this because we're going there with AEW now. Apparently, we're going FTR acclaimed. Good match, but Hold on. we mentioned the uh... acclaim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scissor me daddy. Anyway. Daddy. Oh, scissor me daddy. Okay. Daddy. All okay, right. so uh, did we not expect that match to end with some kind of interference by the Briscoes And is this legitimately the Briscoes can't appear on Dynamite? Is why them boys have to keep doing things with somebody else to announce their matches?
2: I think that I think they they got to get something for them ass boys to do because they sure shit can't wrestle yet. Just, call, I just, I'm just calling it, dude. Like that, I, I, there, those. I boys, they, I'm not saying that they, they don't have talent, and they're, they're, they could. I think they're just more, they're more, impressed with themselves than they should be. <laughs> so, Maybe no, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I don't know why the, I don't, I. They're when they're fifty,
0: because I mean, look at, look at, no, Billy.
2: Dude, Yeah, I mean, Billy. he's almost sixty. Yeah, he's still like jacked to the moon. I mean, I know that's his TRT kicking in and all that jazz, but (laughs) um, I don't know, man. Like I I kind of figured the FTR acclaimed match was gonna end clean the way it did. And I was glad that it did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm happy that it it did. I'm just upset I not only because it
2: not only because it made me a profit, because I said that's what was gonna happen. Damn. But I just feel like it's gonna, it's gonna, run, they're gonna have to run it back a couple of times, and I think that's when we're really gonna get into this. And I think this could be a series of matches that people will pay to see is FTR versus the Acclaimed. If
1: compared more than, compared more to
2: than... another, compared to another seven <laughs> series, uh, a set of seven matches that's going right now that I could give shits about.
0: The Wayward Sons versus the Death Triangle, which is funny. If you ask any man out there, the, any man out there is going to tell you what the Death Triangle is, and we can't say it on the show because we're a family friendly show, damn it. Are but we exactly, really? I didn't know that.
2: We are sometimes. <laughs> the show, and then sometimes we're not.
0: <laughs> I did reverse bang that one there like DDP.
2: How about yeah, that? Like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I I don't know when the Briscoes are going to show up on AEW. But I also think, too, like, I, since we're speaking on AEW and we had brought up Josh Alexander earlier, I'd read an article today because I wanted to be prepared for tonight. (laughs) Where, you know, he he had re-signed with Impact. He had an opportunity to come to AEW Uh and decided against it because of what he felt like was chaotic storytelling. That he did not feel like he would have the storylines and the ability to do what he wanted to do in AEW, so that's why he stayed put.
0: Well, you know and what? It's a smart move.
2: Obviously, he, you know, he's got the strap and he's... Continue wrestling for 50 people there. Yeah. I'm just joking. Dude, I'm just joking. <laughs> I think at some point, bro, I mean, I mean look at... And and I'm going to bring Punk up, and I know he's not exactly your favorite guy, but I love him, right? And I think that the happiest Punk ever was was when he was in Ring of Honor. You never heard of anybody complaining about Punk when he was Ring of Honor. Yeah, because he wasn't Punk Punk yet. yet. Yeah, he was. Sure shit was, dude. He sure shit was Punk in Ring of Honor. And I feel like once he got to – I mean, I think WWE and AEW are both. I mean, there's been plenty of people that have – went to WWE and weren't happy with the way they treated it or wasn't happy with the way things were done. We got the same people. And, you know, there's the same, there's a group of people in AEW that are Andrade and all these guys that are, are there and wishing that they, you know, they hadn't have made that mistake and and uh, went that route. So I kind of feel like it's an opportunity, you know, for Alexander to just kind of expand on what's going on with him and, in TNA. And if that's where he feels comfortable and that's where he's making his money and he's getting an opportunity to build something there, then have at it, man.
1: Yeah. I was going to say you, I read that, that article you're talking about. I actually read that on my, uh, my lunch break at work. And it was really interesting because I actually agree with a lot of what he said. I mean, it is very, very chaotic storytelling. And one thing that we've discussed on here, uh, you know, Javon and I and Joey K have talked about is that the honeymoon period for AEW is over and oh, like sure. everything i mean yeah. still yeah they put on a a very entertaining show every week but it's just i i i, I feel like that they're there it's it's not what it was no before.
2: and no and- it's not and then and then you add in like a we were talking about this a couple weeks back with the jeff jarrett thing and like Ooh. you know the the AEW, dude, what the fuck? Really? You said
0: it. You said his name.
2: That doesn't mean you got to whip it out, bro. Stick. Him, put it away. Always whip it out. <laughs> oh, the uh, good talking about having people in you know, back there behind the curtain, that's going to help these guys, you know, and, you know, with, you know, uh, with Regal, you know, basically he's going back to WWE and we know that now, like that's, he said, yeah. He's having he's heading back home, you know. And there's somebody that I mean, the guy was pretty much the biggest teacher WWE had at NXT. Anybody besides that, Dusty? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Not name Dusty I, I mean, Regal Regal learned under Dusty. You know what I mean? Yeah, he so he that did. knowledge is being you know that that's that's recycled knowledge from Dusty into him and now. He's going back to WWE and the agreement is, is he's just going to stay off television for a while. And I don't think he cares. I think he's ready to go back home and that's where he's, you know, he's had the most success and he's been the most content there. Which goes to show, you know, that as much money as AEW was throwing out, him and as prominent of the roles they gave him, he would still, much, I mean, he... He's basically I mean, saying, I'm going to give all that up to go back here and not, I won't be on TV for a year or whatever it is, or whatever time period I mean, it is. I mean,
0: his son Just is wrestling. He wants to be there with his son. He yeah. wants to kind of have that relationship, which I get because you see wrestlers all the time kind of feel like they don't have relationships with their family members yeah. until they get into the ring. Um, so I get it, right? Um, he's got to do what's best for him and his family, but... There was something said by Dennis Day up there, Dennis Day Jr. That is what that, I do um, now. That kind worst. of piqued my is ears, that, man. Is there
2: a new sandwich at Culver's again? Is that- no,
0: no, it's not another sandwich at Culver's. I hope they bring back that Curter Burger soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the wrestling. Curter <laughs> Burger aside,
2: if you want to get him off track, that's all you got to do right there. Like,
0: okay. Yeah, distraction technique number thirty-two. Yeah. The Curter yeah. Burger
2: burger
0: burger <laughs> cheese curds um yes so yes. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yes
2: yes all right all right all right Come
0: talking on. AEW and the honeymoon phase i think the difference is the roster in the beginning we didn't have a lot of toys to play with. So the toys that we had, we made use of. We got really good use out of a couple of the toys that a lot of people really like playing with. You know, we played the hell out of our Teddy Ruxpin, Darby Allen. And now he's a little beat up and you're tired of playing with Teddy Ruxpin. His eye might be falling apart, missing the battery. So you got to, you know, maybe find something else to play with. But then while you're doing that, You've got like a brand new Care Bear. You've got some Hot Wheels that you've never played with. You've oh, yeah,
2: got, like a, or like a Dollar Tree toy, like Ethan Page. You ugh, that's harsh. <laughs> or
0: or you've got a Dollar Tree toy out there that you've never opened. You have a brand $1. new $1.25. twenty-five. Oh, Lord Jesus. You got a brand new bike in the back that you've never even touched, but everybody knows you have the bike, but you've not used it. And they're like, What are you gonna do with that bike? You gotta do something with the bike. Please play with the bike. And That's where we're at. We've gotten to the point to where there's too many options. We're not enjoying it because the one person who is like ADD focused on his latest toy. Look at my shiny thing I have now. That's forgot about the one that's gathering dust. That's still good. And people are begging you to play with. And you're not. You're maybe you're like, hey, come and see Hangman this week. Hey, Jovan. Yeah. Before
1: we carry on. You basically just described my seven-year-old son. There you go. He gets, he gets a new toy, he plays with it for a couple of days, and then he forgets about it, and then he'll go on to something else or he'll find something that he hadn't played with in, in months and all of a sudden be all about that. You
2: also just described my 42-year-old best friend. <laughs>
0: Shooting shit
2: describes. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm your best friend?
2: Well, you're one of them, dude. I don't have that Aww, many.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm going to overlook that little jab. <laughs>
0: Headlines, shooting shit, <laughs> parallels, Tony Khan's booking of AEW to seven-year-old playing with toys and 42-year-old man buying merch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> man, y'all just uh, a little
0: heartwarming moment. That's awesome. I had to. I couldn't let you have that. But that's what's yeah. happening, and that's, you know, unfortunately, the pros and cons of trying to build up a company when you don't have enough time for everybody to get played with, then people start resenting the fact but, but that you're he, not using the, the bike.
2: Getting, they're getting more matches on AEW Dark than they are on TV. Who watches Dark? That's. But yeah, but and, when and the, the defense rests, sir. One of the
1: <laughs> one of the things I don't understand, and this kind of just goes back to you know, our just my issue with wrestling fans. No, there's the the, the you remember back in the day when WWE had like literally everybody and, you know, kind of the same thing, almost essentially what AEW is doing, but everybody crucified WWE for it. Yep. Why are they not doing cru- – I mean, I know there are some people out there that are crucifying AEW for it, but why Why isn't the majority of like the same ones that were crucifying WWE doing the same thing for AEW? Because, I mean, it's the exact same thing. They've got their,
0: – their roster is so just – can Dude, I, can, I think can, there's can just I,
2: there's just so much shit for everybody to bitch about now. Can, I, can
0: I take this one for five hundred, Alex? You got it. It, go.
1: it, it. I'll tell you what. I'll give you. I'll give you final Jeopardy in the win if you uh, mention uh, the all elite bearded genius. <laughs> I'm
0: not going to go that far because he's actually a friend of mine. Um, and yes, sometimes he is a little far on his markiness. He knows it. We talk about it every once in a while, but he's a good guy at heart. He's just. Very passionate about AEW, but joke. that's that's <laughs> that's the issue sometimes, is there's people that are so just into AEW, and granted, like I said- They're blinded. They're blinded by the light. I've,
2: blinded by, by the light.
0: Number one, I'm going to mute both of you guys. Oh, okay. So, I've put in a lot of money to AEW. I've driven to Chicago, driven to Vegas, driven- you know, all over the place to see these shows. I've invested money. You can't say that I'm not a fan. I am a fan. I genuinely like the product. One of my favorite wrestlers currently yeah. are are
1: there. Yeah, you invest a lot of money in the product, but you're also at the same time starting GoFundMes to uh, get people to pay for your next excursion because you spent so much fucking money
0: on trips and stuff. Oh, wait, I'm going to save the rest of that for my final thought later. I have not, but I saw that, and I want to know who it is, and can they add me I know to who it is. I know who it is i would love to meet the young bucks in california as well um (laughs) i know exactly who it is
1: and when when my buddy when when jordan our buddy jordan mentioned something about it on facebook i messaged him he said he went out the person but i had an inkling who it was and when i went online to check it was exactly who i thought it was
0: well shout out to the korean barbecue man himself jordan he's a good guy um I drive by that place every
1: day to work and I still have flashbacks of him th- constantly putting putting meat on my plate.
0: Mark that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I have forgot where I was trying to go. Okay, never mind. I remember where I was going with the whole AEW fan yeah. base. The AEW fan base and I love you guys. I'm a fan of the show, but I'm not like you guys. The AEW fan base, the very toxic side of the fan base. Is like that chick who got cheated on and she goes back to the husband because he's changed and it's the exact same guy. Nothing different has happened, but you can't tell her that he's still stepping out because she doesn't believe it. Oh, he wouldn't do that to me again. That's the AEW fan base. Oh no, Tony Khan's nothing like Vince. He's not just signing people to keep them in catering. Well, catering has a better roster than a lot of rampages. Um, shout out to oh, the ladies in catering, by the way. Shout out to the ladies in catering, they do a great job. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, they, they do the mm-hmm. whole tone, Tony Khan's giving us long term storytelling. I don't know if it's long term storytelling or if he starts a story, forgets, and then comes back to it nine months when he finds it on the random piece of paper.
2: Long, yeah, dude, that's that's <laughs> a bunch. I don't know what the hell they're talking about there. Um, if you mean long term, like in over the next two hours. Yeah, or over the next week, but I don't think anybody's really doing long term storytelling anywhere except Impact. Oh,
0: to- Tony's not. Here Tony's not help. making. Oh, hold on, I'm not done yet. Tony's not making the show just for him, like Vince was. He would never do that, and yet. I don't know who wants to see the Young Bucks versus Dead Triangle for like seven times. I'm getting I tired.
2: I didn't want to see it after the first time, but that's yeah. Not. It's sad that
0: New Japan is booking your roster better than you are for their big show of the year. <laughs> but I'm going to leave right? that alone till later. DDJ, go ahead.
1: Well, we—it's we, just you. I'll—I'll I'll disagree with the. The whole no long term, you know, outside of what Sean said about impact, because they do definitely do some long- great long term storytelling there. I think we see little bits and pieces of the long term storytelling in both, you know, companies here and there. I mean, I'll give you a WWE example. The shirt Sean's wearing, the bloodline. I mean, that's been going on now for almost two years.
0: That's a difference between long term storytelling and booking yourself into a corner. Nobody can beat Roman. Nobody can beat the Usos because that makes Roman looks weak. Yeah.
2: Just And just for me to clarify, man, because I don't want to get this confused. Like, I understand the Bloodline's been a deal for a while. I'm not talking about a faction or, like, you know, WWE's notorious for putting somebody on top and leaving them there for a while. John Cena was there forever. Triple H, I mean, the Evolution was another one that was a long-term deal. When I talk, when I mean long-term storytelling, I mean... Randy Savage winning the title in WrestleMania for the birth of the mega powers. The, the destruct look at shark boy. He put that on quick. What the hell? The animal.
0: Animal. We already talked about the, the the Legion of doom Phoenix, man,
2: the explosion and separation of the mega powers. And then the main event of Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, in WrestleMania 5. That's From WrestleMania 4 or WrestleMania 5. That w- that's what I mean by long-term storytelling. Everything that happened in that year we I mean
0: So 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 Sean, since you're going there with that year in particular, the Mega yeah. Powers, was that black eye because Hogan got a little close to Miss Elizabeth?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, do. I think all of us looking back on that now know that Hogan was a hundred percent political in everything he did. I mean, even up mm-hmm. to the end of WCW, when you know Jeff Jarrett just dropped on his back and who? You heard me. Yeah, that guy. Which and and here's the one and only time you're ever going to hear me show that little prick some respect. What was his name? The prick. No, oh, go ahead. When they when he went out there and just dropped on his back because Hogan was playing games and he didn't want any part of it, was the only time Jeff Jarrett, in my opinion, dude, I will drive up there and fucking put you to sleep. I swear to God. It's a
0: long way I mean, from
2: Illinois to Texas. I'm going I'm to punch my own computer. You do that shit again. Just a little
0: bit of J E double F J A double R -R E double T.
2: I think that was the, but that was about the only time I think in Jeff Jarrett's entire career that I can say, man, he that he he gave up a belt, dude. He gave up a belt.
0: I think you scared him. He didn't do it that time.
2: No, he knows I'm just playing. He gave up a belt because this it was bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that guy. It's like the it's like the secret word in
1: Pee Wee's Playhouse. Every time Sean says Jeff Jarrett, I pull up the
2: graph. Uh, fucking hate. That,
1: what the hell was that? Was it Chewbacca?
0: It was a little bit of everything.
2: Yeah. Hey, remember when I said you were my best friend about ten minutes ago?
1: We tell you I, take
2: I'm I take it oh.
1: back. I take it back.
2: You just got moved down. You got easy moved come, down. Easy, but I mean that, this, that when I say long term storytelling, that's what I'm talking about. Is that even like we'll talk about that other goof that you like, uh, Honky Tonk Man? He was a <laughs> he was a part of that. I don't know why you like Honky Tonk Man. I don't either, dude. But Dennis just loves pro wrestling, bro. It don't matter. I don't know that. I don't think he's a non, he's a non fan of anybody, except maybe Coco Beware. Apparently, <laughs> he's the bird. But, you know, I... Well, who doesn't? Even then, like, if you remember the... <laughs> you know, Bret Hart Bret Hart Elizabeth, really hates him. <laughs> Elizabeth being held, and they were holding Savage, and they were going to hit him with the guitar, and she jumped in, and that big goof honky-tonk threw her to the ground, and then Hogan came in to save the day, and that's kind of what started the whole Mega Powers thing. And So, Sean, in your opinion,
0: who had the better guitar shot, honky-tonk or Jeff Jarrett? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm
2: trying to think of who I give a fuck less about. <laughs> it's a hard question, I know. Wait, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Guitar shots. Who is better? Oh yeah, fuck. I don't know, dude. They 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 both are lame. I don't, I don't think either one of them deserves to be in the fucking hall of fame and I don't think either one of them are worth their shit, so I don't really... I don't know, man. Were they the only two that carried guitars? Who else carried guitars?
0: Elias. Elias. Elias.
2: I like Elias's guitar How does he kill?
0: WWE yeah, I I mean,
2: At least Hockey Talk Man could admit that he was a goofy, gimmicked-up Elvis impersonator. I mean, Jeff still thinks he's a pro wrestler. That's fair. Thanks, brother.
0: I DDJ, guess. what do you say, my good friend? Where are we going now? Ten minutes left. Small one. Make it a quickie.
2: Yeah, make quickie. it a quickie. dude. You should be used to that by now. All right. All the porn you watch.
1: Well, according to you, that's what screwed up my computer when I've had we had all that Jeff Jarrett stuff a couple weeks ago. That five knuckle shuffle. Which so I'm not. I mistaken. honestly.
2: I, I honestly don't know how you work when you can only use one hand. That's gotta be Man, tough. Man,
1: I go through all this trouble to bring you on this show and this is how I just <laughs> put it
2: Dude, you've hit that Jeff Jarrett picture like six times. You know this shit's coming. Man, that did that. He, and ran. That was, he ran to it that time. <laughs> he, he went with his he, he took his right hand and went to hit the button because it's all Arthritic and... <laughs> I think at that point
0: it's okay, because you've got it already molded it's like it. you would a good sofa. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: okay, anyways, so kind of going back to AEW for a little bit, what did y'all think of uh, Ricky Starks' <laughs> promo get uh, on
0: MJF? Uh, I yeah. sure wish they wouldn't have put this on so early, because I don't want him to get squashed.
2: <laughs> well he's going to, yeah, dude. He's not we know he's not beating. We know he's not beating Max. I tell you what, I felt like it kind of was like Soraya's promo a couple weeks ago. It started off real good. And then right in the middle, I feel like he just lost it. Like I don't know if he had like a brain fart or He he tripped up in the middle, but he finished hard. You know, he started he thinking hard. about a Jeff Jarrett match and like got lulled into fucking sleep. I don't know. The under Or he was wondering where Jeff gets his isotoner gloves for that picture. <laughs> I don't know. But, no, I mean, I thought it was a really good promo. I think he started out great, and I think he had everybody behind him, and then somewhere in the middle of that, he was just kind of like, <laughs> and lost it. I don't – you know, I mean, it was still good. I mean, I felt like it was I good. I don't and, miss- Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, MJF didn't make an make him look like an ass, which he could have done very easily.
0: Oh, like oh, right oh, there, oh, yeah. oh, 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 Sean, 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 you've got a message here. Rest <laughs> in peace, slap notes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I
2: fucking hate you bro.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you hate us, but you love us. <laughs>
0: it's a love-hate relationship. Like, no. WWE love fans. Hate, hate, love. But... I I have
2: diarrhea I, uh, medicine. You don't want to have to use it, but you're glad it's around when you need it. it.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? Put on that though, TikTok and trends. The guys that are drinking the full bottom of the full bottles of magnesium sulfate to shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You're you're cleaning out everything down to that piece of gum you swallowed seven oh. years ago when you do the whole bottle. It is gonna be like the horns of hell is opening in your bathroom it's gonna stink worse oh my god than my the god. boogeyman
2: how did we go here
1: i was just about to ask the same question
2: you, you uh, sick texas a... fuck what the fuck it's a good question Dude, how do we get here who said diarrhea the cowboys.
0: i said diarrhea fan like, did fucking... oh the cowboys oh fan did yeah let's not do that diarrhea is uh the name of your stadium technically
2: did you guys? But I mean, did you guys like Ricky Spear? I mean, he took. I love how they took him right out. of it. Like Max sold yeah. that so good. With oh yeah, playing well, That was after
0: the after getting kicked in the nuts by MJF. Yeah, I and, love them too. I hate it that it was. It's this soon because it gives no chance for Ricky. After Ricky, he, know, is-
2: I, I think it's going to give us a good idea where Ricky's at. And,
0: and he's he's to me up. he's tops. He was over. I,
2: that, I think he, I that. think he is, but he's still he's really young, man. I mean, how so old is was Max? Yeah, I know, dude, but you can't compare it to, you know, Max is like light years ahead as far as like uh, wrestling IQ promos. I mean, Max can take an ass beating and still walk out smelling like a million bucks. Ricky's still working on that. You know what I mean?
1: One of the things that I'm really, I really like about this match. And this is when this was kind when, when this, when this happened after, you know, Starks won that eliminator tournament, you know, by, by beating Ethan Page on the, uh dynamite after full gear, it really I really got excited about it because to me that's AEW's future right there. Yeah. And I I think and and as long as you know MJF sticks around after the bidding war of twenty twenty four. I mean this is something that can get what the hell are you doing?
0: The rookie starks
1: guitar man get to oh I thought you were doing something else but we'll save that because we've talked enough about that kind of stuff. And
0: that's way up dude we're not we're not I mean, Jesus, yeah. you're doing good for yourself, DJ. Dude,
2: I love him, but he ain't got it like that.
0: Bro. <laughs> no, it's not good,
2: right now. Ah, but um, shit, I
1: wish. <laughs> but, but no, I I think to me, like I said, I'm most excited because to me, this is what AEW, the future of AEW, is going to be like. For sure. And I, I definitely think if that's the case, you know, all I, mean, I want for Christmas.
0: Uh well, well dude,
2: I, I think you like you kind of like Ricky because he's kind of rocky light, right? He I is mean,
0: Rocky Light, I'm not gonna he's, lie, dude. He's There's a, a lot of rocky rock in man
2: him. with the shirts and the promos and kind of how he carries himself, you know, and I, I like that.
0: I do too. Dude, I see the I second think... coming. Gross. No, don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh man. Well, that was a slow one.
2: That was a Javon one right there. <laughs> that was a Javon <laughs> look joke right there. That's uh,
0: DDJ there. That's like the sloth in Zootopia.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bl- Flash.
2: Flash, Flash, 100 Yard Dash. Yeah.
1: Zootopia Flash. is a great movie. I love man. that movie, dude.
2: We joke about that all the time.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Um, but, guys, <laughs> we've got a couple shows, big shows this weekend. Um. I was actually... Talking to Sean about possibly heading down there, we could we were gonna hang out and watch wrestling, but I know he's got plans with the family and stuff, so but
2: yeah, we're hitting Christmas lights and Christmas movies, man. So,
1: yeah, tomorrow's gonna be a big day because or when this episode drops later today, because
0: we got Final Battle. Which, how far is Final Battle from you, Jovan? It is technically from my apartment to the entrance, uh, 15 minutes walking.
2: You're going right.
0: No, I'm not going. I'm going to be watching it. And uh, I know I'm going to be watching it with a friend of mine who is uh, medically not able to go to the show. So um, we're going to watch it together because we normally watch ROH together. And I was like, dude, let's go. And he's like, yeah, they're not going to let me out of here in time. I said, well, fuck it. We're watching it up there. That's pretty cool
2: man. That's, That's cool, cool man. Good for you. Say me then, 30
0: bucks, I'll bootleg it. I'm joking. guys <laughs> don't bootleg. We've said that on shows already do not We don't advocate.
1: advocate. We don't we don't uh here on shoot shit. We don't advocate the the use of uh illegal streams. We've already
0: got legal issues with Joey K. I'm just yeah we, don't, yeah. we don't need
1: we don't need any more legal briefs to be exposed.
2: Where's Johnny Dang Cochran it. when you need him? Did not fit.
1: Where no, forget him. Where's uh What's his name from um, the guy that represents uh, Tony Neese and, uh, oh, Smart Mark Sterling.
0: Wow, you forgot Smart Mark's name?
1: Yeah, I had a brain that's, fart.
2: Wow, dude, yeah.
1: But in addition to uh, Final Battle, we also got NXT Deadline, man. it's gonna, to, to, Saturday's going to be a good day for wrestling.
2: I'm
0: only interested in Deadline for that crazy Survivor-style match that they're going to put on. I want to see how that's going to be a shit show
2: yeah I have no idea what the card is, but I'll probably end up watching it on Sunday after the pair <laughs> after about two quarters of watching Chicago I'll, I'll switch over and, and, and watch it. yeah, you know we'll score a few touchdowns and then you know we'll end up going we'll blow down the lead half yeah, that's all right though. well, Texas you know, plays. I, don't, I have any idea, but I don't even know what the card is for the NXT deadline. But- Dallas
0: plays Houston, so I mean the only thing I can see is pain.
1: Yeah, well, he's well. You, you, you I had know to what? watch two Why teams from
2: Texas. I'd be hurting too. 9-3 <laughs> <laughs> well, to team is, you're is talking we
1: about. We actually got a roof for, for Dallas to lay an egg, Sean, because that put would put us one step closer to maybe getting that top draft pick next year. Wow,
2: that,
0: is about. Yeah, we scored 33 in one freaking quarter last year, last week. So we'll see. That's
2: so
0: <laughs> it was something to behold.
1: But um but no NXT uh, deadline, I deadline you got the two uh Iron Survivor challenge challenge matches, which is gonna be an interesting cause it's you know, the scramble match with an Iron Man. It's it's a lot of different things. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's a little, I,
0: if you ask me.
1: Yeah. But one of the things that like That's
2: I'm actually what's going on. We're trying I don't know what I'm hoping that it's uh not you know, Halloween havoc y or future shocky or what was that a lethal lottery or battle bowl I mean a couple of those slamboree old dusty you know tries yeah. that didn't really make a lot of sense but can but we I, get
0: a world war three again i would like that three rings
2: uh, yeah Well, hey they brought war games back maybe
1: they will someday
2: yeah but i mean did i was you guys happy with war games because we i wasn't on the show after that i wasn't real happy with i mean I it wasn't. was cool to watch it, but I feel like it still to me doesn't feel like it used to feel. I don't it, know. It
1: doesn't, but to me, it, it, it you really couldn't bring in. I, I for for in terms of happiness with the war games, the men's match I liked, the women's match not so much. But I don't actually. Feel like- I
2: would. I I me personally, I flip those. Wow.
1: wow. Okay. But see, yeah, the thing I like, is- yeah,
2: I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the men's match, but I thought the women's match was much more entertaining. Go for it, bro. But um, but
1: with the with the war games, like you talk about how it's presented now versus how it was presented then. See, I think it, it, it's a completely different era, so it almost it had to evolve because I think if you had brought the war games that like you grew up on and you know that we all grew up on from the late '80s and early '90s it really wouldn't have worked because a lot of the, the styles, you know, especially with some of these talents were aerial based. And that was one of my biggest complaints for, you know, like the old school war games is that, you know, guys like when Brian Pillman was there, he really couldn't do much, you know, the, yeah. If they had the roof a little higher then okay. But the way they had it, it just, it didn't work. And I don't think it would have like in, in, in this era, it wouldn't have gone over. And so I think they they naturally had to evolve it a little bit to kind of, you know, fit in with the style of today's product. You
0: you know what I want to see, guys? What I really want to see? Give me the triple cage from WCW's ready to
2: rumble. Damn it. Yeah, I always thought that was. Once you got out of the big cage up top to the second one, the match was pretty well. (laughs) I don't know. I just want to see it live. Anyways. it would be cool to see live, man. I mean, I think it would have been, just, you know, like that, just, it been talking- just like that GCW double cage match we've seen in Chicago. I mean, it would have been a car wreck. It would been a car wreck.
1: Um, but or since we're talking about cages, maybe they could bring back that real weird cage that they used for, was WCW Uncensored 96 when it was Hogan and Savage versus like eight guys and like they had to go through like, Three cages and they make their way to the bottom of the ring, and the last two guys were uh the dude from uh No Hold's Barred and Friday and some other guy big like Tiny Liston.
2: Yeah. Tiny, tiny Liston list. Yeah,
1: zoo, zoo, tiny Zeus, Tiny
2: Listen, Debo, Debo. Yeah, Debo.
0: Yeah. It's but,
2: Zeus with the uh, eye of destiny. Yeah. But Unibrow had that unibrow.
0: He had that out of whoop your ass look.
2: Yeah, Anyways,
0: man. gentlemen. It's come to that time again. We are running at a little bit over an hour. Final thoughts, final shoots, final takes, whatever you want to call it. This is your last chance to get a thought out. Who wants to go first?
1: I'll go first if you don't mind.
0: Well, you have the floor.
1: So originally up until maybe about an hour or two uh, ago before we started recording, I was going to talk about my experience, you know, going to see the Mick Foley show in West Chicago this past Sunday. And I'm going to save that for next week because I've got some thoughts on it and stuff and uh, that, but we kind of, I kind of alluded to it a little earlier in the show, but um, there's a fan out there and I get it. You know, we're all wrestling fans, but when you sit there and you go and you're open about it on Twitter just literally because you're so attention-starved, which Twitter has really become the place where attention-starved people go.
2: It, it always was. That's the whole. Point I mean, it's even more so it. now. Which is why I'm not on it.
1: I'm barely on mine, but there's a fan out there. I'm not gonna. I thought about, but I'm like, no, I'm not gonna out this person. But I will say that this person, it it it, it really sickens me that this person openly flaunts about going to all these shows and paying the extra money to sit front row and everything and that. And then she has the gall to go ahead and open a, or start a GoFundMe because now I guess apparently the young bucks just announced they're doing some sort of uh, appearance. And I think it was Los Angeles and they, they are not doing these things that often anymore. They stopped doing them, um, you know, and stuff. But she's going out there and is asking to go people to say give her money so she can go to the show. When she blows all of her fucking money on going to these shows, she talks about going to Chicago, which I think is she's from Chicago. But she talks she's talking about going to San Francisco for a Revolution. She was at full gear, you know. She's all over the place. I mean, and if you got the money, God bless you. But when you sit there and spend, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars to go to these shows. And, you know, play tickets and air. And then you have the gall to turn around and go start a GoFundMe to ask for more money. You know what? Fuck you. You're, 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 people like me who was out of work or didn't work for a year and a half because I had two knee surgeries. And after getting cleared to go back to work, I'm after my second knee surgery, found out I was getting laid off. Did I never once. Went on and like sent give me money, because that's not me. I work for you know I tried I'm I got a job now I'm back working you know I'm liking my job and everything and I'm earning my money. I'm never going to resort to the fact to go on and ask people for money just so I can go see a goddamn wrestling show. And I think anybody that does that really is it's it's pathetic. And you know what? Again, fuck you. I'm done. Wow, I've never heard that colorful language out of DJ's mouth. Oh, Sponsored it a few times.
2: You kiss your wife with that mouth, dude.
1: <laughs> Sometimes. That's a book, good boy.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you don't get a lot of kissing with the quick ones.
1: Well, the wife's got to be up in like about uh, three, four hours because she got she got she's getting over an over a uh, trip, uh, so she's getting some overtime, so she's got to be up early. So okay. oh, kissing out wow. tonight.
0: Yeah, got a little sweet. All
2: right, Silverwolf. Wolf. All right, well, I got a couple things, actually, because I haven't been around for the last few weeks, so strap in, boys. First off, I could give a fuck about these next four matches between the Elite and Death Triangle. Not because I don't love Death Triangle, because I love the Lucha Bros, and I love Pac, and I love them. I think... This shit with the elite is, I uh, dude, I feel like these guys are sucking their own dicks. They're they're not as big as what they think they are. I, I just, I don't, you know, I'm I'm over it. Like I am over the elite. It took me a while, and that's hard for me to say because I've been a big supporter of those guys, and I love Kenny. And to be honest with you, I've always enjoyed watching the Bucks heel or face. It doesn't matter. But I'm kind of over that shit. I and mean, I don't know who the who the hell thought that these three egomaniacs needed seven fucking televised matches to just put the straps back on them because we all know that's what's gonna happen. I I don't get that. So Tony Khan, do another bump and just give them the fucking belts. And let's get four weeks back of television and put somebody on there that we actually want to see, like Eddie Kingston or Miro or any of these guys that are sitting at home with their dicks in their hands getting paid because they'd much rather be working on TV and doing what they love than watching these three motherfuckers go get hair plugs and then come back out and wrestle. Um, and then I want to, I, I kind of want to read this to you guys. Speaking to Sean Ross, Dax Harwood shared his thoughts on CM Punk and says he had his reservations before Punk joined the company, but says he couldn't have been more, more accommodating or helpful, and that he deserves to find whatever brings him happiness. CM Punk, god dang, the same thing as Sasha, a man who obviously has his detractors, and sometimes the detractors, and not just in AEW, around the wrestling world, sometimes the detractors are louder than him and get their news out more than he does. When he first came into the company, I remember talking to Cash, and I said, if this motherfucker comes in and he says something to me about how I dress, talking about dress code or whatever, we're going to have a problem. And he came in and he was the complete opposite. He had his door was always open, invited people in, watched matches of the young wrestlers that asked him to, stuck around till the end of the show. And anybody that had questions, he would answer the questions. He loves wrestling. Just like me, unabashedly as a professional wrestling fan, I talk to him every day, whatever he decides to do in his life. I hope it brings him happiness and joy because he deserves it. Not everybody's crying.
1: See, and and the thing is, is with that, nobody's, I've never really come out and taken one side or another because I think, I think everybody was in the wrong with that situation. And, you know, we'll never know the truth of what exactly happened and that's fine and stuff, but. I just, yeah. So I just thought that. And uh, before Javon gives his final thought, how do we not talk about Sasha Banks reportedly going to be at Wrestle Kingdom this year?
2: Yeah. Okay. Is she performing or is she just going to the be ru- there? the rumor? The
1: rumor is that she's supposed to show up to uh, set up a match with Kyrie, who's the NJPW women's champion who's supposed to be defending the championship on that show. So most likely it'll be an appearance. After the match, but I mean, Sasha Banks in New Japan—that's that's that's big.
2: That's big. So,
1: sorry about that, Jovan. What's your final thought?
0: <clears throat> Make sure that Sean had it all out because he said he no, had a little.
2: No, dude, I just like I I feel like doc Dax Harwood is the minor. I'm like he's the only one that's standing up and going, "Hey, not everything that's being said is accurate." Okay, is right. Punk a dick? Yeah, he is. We all know he is. But so is MJF.
1: I think everybody can be at times. I mean, you know, I will say that I will say this about Punk: the the at Rampage before All Out, um, he was. I think I told. I think I told both of you about this. I know I mentioned Jovan, and I think I sent you the picture, told you. But I will say this to Punk's credit: before the taping started. There, CM Punk was actually out in the arena, like off to the side of the entrance, uh taking pictures with people and like signing autographs. Yeah. And like I said, our, our, me, uh, our buddy Ty actually, excuse me, sent me a text saying he's, you know, taking now taking pictures. So I'm like, where? And he told me this section. So I went over there. And I mean, I've never, in all the years I've gone to wrestling shows by myself, with uh Sean with Jovan out you know at a major show like this so I'm talking WWE you know WCW you know AEW where there's a wrestler like just uh, someone especially of the name and notoriety of CM Punk just out there taking pictures you know and meeting people like yeah. you, you never really saw that I mean again I'm not t- taking sides on this because I think ever both were both sides were in the wrong in this but I mean I will say this, that all the stuff that's probably being said about Punk is most likely not true, and that's a story that I can attest to because I've never seen the Bucks do it. I've never seen Kenny do it and stuff. I mean, I thought that was really classy of Punk to do that.
2: Well, and like I say, and I'm not, like I say, I, I want to reiterate, I am not defending what Punk did. None because of us are. He absolutely, that was unprofessional. That was just the guy who had a chip on his shoulder about somebody that he felt pissed him off and he there and his buddies were protecting him in his eyes. So he voiced that. Mm -hmm. If the young bucks and Kenny Omega don't kick, don't go into that locker room. I don't know what happens. It could have been worse. If somebody decides to go into business for themselves in the ring because they're pissed, And it's not like that don't happen. We know that it does. It has happened. But my problem is this guy came. I mean, you guys, uh, the ratings are down on AEW. Mm -hmm. The last three to four weeks, they are consistently dropping every Wednesday night. Now, I don't know if it's because it's the holiday season, which very well could be. I don't know if it's because, uh, you know, What's going on with the show? And we got top stars that aren't there, and now they're gone. And we got a new, you know, you got Jamie Hader, she new champion, the Acclaim new champion, uh, MJF new champion. Everything has changed. Everything is changing, and we've already spoke about AEW and their sporadic, how they sell tour, uh, tell stories, they're booking, they're writing all of that stuff. Regal's gone you know, what's going to happen with the, you know, with, with the combat club, all these things are going on and still in the back of all this stuff, CM Punk is sitting at home and, and has not come out publicly and commented once. No, everybody else is running their mouths. And the guy who they, they, everybody's dogging. And I'm not, like I said, it's his fault. He started it. I he a hundred. If, if we're going by playground rules, he's
1: he did. Yeah. I and I think that's started. why a lot of people have soured on him because of the fact that he started. But I mean, again, it doesn't take away the fact that again, everybody was in the wrong. Continue but to say
2: that his entire time there was a waste, and that he was a cancer in the locker room, and all this other shit. You know, I don't know if Jericho and him interacted. I don't know if him and Jericho were friends. I don't know if they're even considered themselves colleagues. I think, and, I, and you guys know I love Eddie Kingston. I love Eddie. I do. I love Eddie Kingston. Even more after we more, met him. Even more after I met him, I love that guy. But we all know Eddie. I don't know that there's a big difference between Eddie Kingston, the human being, and Eddie Kingston, the wrestler. So if Eddie Kingston, the human being, didn't like Punk, then Eddie Kingston the wrestler damn sure didn't like him. So, you know, I it's a personality thing, and that's fine. That doesn't mean that everybody nobody wanted him there. Obviously, there were people there that were benefiting from having him there.
0: Do they so you know, much- and I don't and
2: by all accounts, what's going on in the story is is like punk's the one that's decided to move on. Yeah. So he, you know, and I don't know if that's because he feels like, hey, nobody came to my defense or they're using, they're making me the scapegoat or whatever the reason is. I don't know. And I don't know if he's going to show up on WWE TV. I don't know if he's going to show up in Ring of Honor. I don't know if we'll ever see him again in a wrestling ring. And if we don't, and he, that's what he decided, more power to him. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot to be said for the people who have, you know, the ones that are screaming the loudest don't always aren't always the ones saying the correct things. That's all, you know, that's it. And thanks for, you know, love you guys. Glad to see you. I miss you for real. I was glad to be here tonight. So thanks for having me back.
1: All right, Jogan. Finally, give your final
0: thought.
2: I'm sorry, buddy. <sighs> We're all out of time. It's music. No, it's
0: music. Well, they've done that before. No, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the premier Joey K. We miss you, Joey. Um, I, I had a lot of different things that I wanted to shoot on today for my final thought. Um, you know what? I, I think I've settled on one. I've settled on one. First off, I'm not going to touch the punk subject. Um, I've got two Chicago natives up there. <laughs> so that's a losing battle. You guys love you some Chicago May Punk.
2: It's okay. Well dude, we just love us some Chicago. You sure do.
0: It's okay. Exactly. Um Yeah. Anyways, we'll move on from that. Um I made a comment earlier in the show about New Japan wrestling that um they are booking AEW's talent better than AEW is. Of course, that is a reference to Kenny Omega, and Will Ospreay. I can't wait for that. That is the most anticipated match right now because the build-up spans years,
1: mm-hmm.
0: from the first you know U.S. title to the first um, meeting they had in AEW, the Forbidden Door. You know, the, the the lead up until we wanted it at Forbidden Door. We're finally getting it. And we're getting peak form. I think we're going to get peak form cleaner. again oh, absolutely. Against and- the best, you know, Will Ospreay, arguably, that he's ever been. Yep. Yeah. And my take on this is as much as it's good for New Japan Pro Wrestling, As much as it's going to be good for pro wrestling in general, I think it's bad for AEW. Because the Kenny Omega that AEW has presented us is not the cleaner. It's not even a watered-down version of the cleaner. The belt collector was close to the cleaner, Mm -hmm. but it was still cleaner light. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that.
2: Like Splenda.
0: Yeah, like a Splenda Splenda. version of the cleaner. And to see, and what we're guessing to be the 100% realization of the cleaner back in Japan is going to hurt the product. Because where does the cleaner go after Japan? I don't want to see the cleaner come back to AEW and be this version of Kenny Omega. I'm a Kenny Omega fan. I'm getting tired of seeing this version of Kenny Omega. I want the best bout machine back. I want the guy who could put on a five-star match with any supreme technical wrestler out there. I want the guy who did, you know, thirty minutes with Danielson. The guy who did the classics with Okada. I want the guy the that blow up down the nine-year-old. The that's such a bad way to put it together in a sentence.
2: Yeah, dude. I <laughs>
0: The nine-year-old blow-up doll guy. No, I, I want the best bout machine back. I don't want this campy, EVP, wayward son version of Kenny Omega that we have now because you're damaging the product. You're killing what is the cleaner. One of my favorite wrestlers current day, and it just doesn't feel like him. Um, so... My thoughts is, thank you, New Japan. Maybe we'll get a sight of the cleaner. And that would last us to keep saying that Kenny Omega is the best in the world at what he does. But until AEW figures out how to bring that character over, he's not going to be the best in the world at what he does. He's going to be the guy that everybody complains about. He's going to be the they're putting the titles on himself guy. He's going to be the next Cody Rhodes who leaves for New Japan when he gets a chance because the AEW fans have turned on him just the same way that they turned on Cody Rhodes.
2: And they're already starting.
0: They're already starting. The fact that last, what was it, two weeks ago was the first time we've seen I Must Bid You Adieu for the first time Mm -hmm. in forever and it Mm -hmm. got zero pop. Yeah. Zero pop. I was in the crowd when that damn thing got the loudest Bang, you could hear. Yeah, everybody said it. Yeah, because and again it goes
1: back to because everybody's gotten so used to this version of Kenny and stuff, but yeah, I agree with you. I heard
0: that and I was like, wow, that's cool. And I was kind well, of it don't help it. that
2: he's got those two little midgets running around with him.
0: So that's another thing. Yep. They were successful in the bullet club, they've been with them for a while. The thing is, is they don't work just them three, yeah. And I feel like the elite, since the elite felt like they were bigger than the Bullet Club, kind of started believing that. And the elite believe that they were bigger than wrestling. And now you've yeah,
2: got... We can agree on stuff. Joe. We can.
0: We can. <laughs> and you get guys who, at one point, were killing the business. one point, people were saying, these are the best tag teams in the world. These guys are legitimately... Going to be top tier when they're done. And now they're a comedy act, for lack of better words. You've taken the best bout machine and turned him into a whiner. He's not the cleaner. He's the whiner. He's no longer the best bout machine. He's the EVP, the person who's putting himself over instead of earning it. And it's killing me because I like these guys.
2: He's Jeff Jarrett in TNA, buddy.
0: God damn it, yes. That's a bad, bad one. But yes, he comes. Slap nuts.
2: (laughs) I knew it was coming when I said it. That's all right.
0: But that's that's a good analogy, man. That's where he's turning into. And the sad thing is, I don't want to see this happen.
2: Yeah, dude. I don't want to boo Kenny Omega. I don't want to hate. I don't want to dislike Kenny Omega.
0: I went down. Burning in fire that I did not and I was not going to turn on Cody Rhodes because I like Cody as a person. I've got stories with Kenny Omega where Kenny Omega was a genuine badass person that I don't want to lose what I see in Kenny Omega, but it's not the same Kenny that we're being offered. I've had a conversation with Kenny Omega like I'm talking to you two guys, and we've had like this amazing, well thought out, you know, you could tell this guy loves the craft. Yeah, but where is that guy? I don't see that guy anymore, and that's what makes me sad. Yeah. Um. So I guess for my final thoughts, man, it's it's we we talked about long term storytelling. It's time for the Bullet Club to kill the elite because I need the cleaner back. All right. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying with us this hour and 25 minutes solid. Thank you to the Johnners Podcast and Network for continuing to let us do the show after we've had the little mishaps with the premier Joey K. <laughs> thank you to the ladies in catering. Thank you to the Silver Wolf, Sean Thomas, for filling in because Joey K got into a little bit of legal issues. We will hopefully hear from him one day. Thank you to DDJ for being the beautiful man that he is, even though he dropped a couple of F-bombs tonight, which surprised me. Thank you to the jobbers. That's better than what he was dropping before we started recording. You. <laughs> Let's go home on that one. Thank you to the ladies in payroll and catering.
1: Do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening.